0: Do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and in the Do Something Beautiful podcast, I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. And today in episode four, I will speak with Emily Wilson. Emily, fantastic, lovable Emily, is a wonderful girl. She lives in Southern California. She's a speaker, she's an author, she's a musician. I mean, she's the triple threat, right? She travels the world sharing her faith through witness and worship. I have worked with Emily multiple times, many times, I can't even count in many different conferences. She's obviously the one who does the music. I definitely don't do the music. She also speaks as well, but a lot of times she'll do the music and I'll do some speaking. And it's been so fun being able to work with her and watch her grow and how God is using her in this beautiful ministry that she is in. And so I get to talk with her today We find out exactly like why she even wants to do this, like why she even wanted to go into ministry and how that happened. And it was a pretty beautiful event that she reveals when she was attending Arizona State University, that she had this encounter really with Christ and this call upon her heart to do what she's doing now, even though she didn't know at that time how it all worked out. So we get to talk about that. We also go into her new book, which is called I Choose the Sky. And I Choose the Sky is a scriptural devotion with reflections on 17 women in the Bible so that we can like learn from their lives and their decisions and really, at the heart of it, their encounter with the person of Jesus Christ and how this relates back to our life and how we can, too, find our place and find ourselves in these 17 women in the Bible and how we can encounter Christ today in 2017, right? And how we can live that out every single day. Emily's fabulous. She really is. You're going to love her. I mean, as soon as you hear her, it's going to be like like sunshine and Jesus just shooting into your ears. She's just so positive and so joyful at the heart of her ministry. And she posts this on her website, mwilsonmusic.com. She says the heart of her ministry is in, is helping others recognize their dignity and their identity and worth in Jesus Christ. And it's true. I have witnessed this every single time. She really does keep this at the heart of her ministry whenever she speaks or she sings or she writes. So I can't wait for you to listen to the beautiful Emily Wilson here on the Do Something Beautiful podcast. So I will wrap up right now so that you can go and enjoy Emily. Welcome back to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. We are at season two, episode four. And as I've mentioned, we have the fabulous, the wonderful, the very musically talented Emily Wilson. Emily, thanks for coming on.
1: It is a joy, an <laughs> absolute joy to be here with you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So we know each other well and we work yes. at conferences often and but I get so excited when I talk to you. You have so much joy. You love women. You love women's ministry. You love your husband. It's just Everything oozes out of you of just sunshine and Jesus. I mean, that's I live
1: in California and I get sunshine all the time. And so I just want to share that with everyone. (laughs) And the joy of the Lord is strong and fierce in my heart. So I love sharing that with people too. It's an absolute joy.
0: I love it. I love everything about you. You're fantastic. So Thank you. You have got a lot of new things that have happened to you over the past uh, year and a half or so. Yes.
1: Oh, absolutely. Things that I never expected.
0: Okay. So why why don't you just... Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Awesome. Absolutely. So my book came out last year, which is really exciting. My book is called I Choose the Sky. And I started a new vlog. And I have just been going hard with the women's empowerment idea of empowering women to be the women that God created them to be, which Mm -hmm. I know is a part of your heart as well. That has been something that I've really activated in the past year and a half seeing the need for it and just have kind of taken the torch and ran forward with it. And it's been kind of crazy, but really, really
0: awesome all at the same time. Yeah, it's done really well. So and all of this you can find on Emily's website, which is mwilsonmusic.com. And I'll add that in the podcast notes. So for this episode, so you can find it there too. But so on your site, and I mean your your vlog, this video blog, vlog, whatever, that's really taken off like wildfire. I mean I have seen those videos shared all over social media and you're addressing some pretty awesome topics. I mean, it's kind of like a how-to for like how to be a faithful woman in the world today. So you talk about relationships. You even have your husband on there. You address the Victoria's Secret fashion show. You've talked about the 50 shades of disgustingness um, (laughs) or gray, whatever you want to call it. Um, But I mean, you kind of hit it all. You kind of just do a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah, because life of faith as a Catholic woman is like a diamond. There's like a zillion facets to it. And I feel like a lot of times we talk about, you know, just the faith aspect, the prayer life, and all those kinds of things. But like, what about the lifestyle thing? But what about like the way I'm supposed to dress, the wounds that I have in my heart from things that aren't faith related, but just like, you know, people cutting me down, et cetera? I talk a lot about dating and like the real, real talk that people say, like, date a good man. But as a young person, I was like, what does that even mean? So (laughs) I try to, you know, hash those things out in ways that make sense for young women. I'm all about real talk. I'm not about sugarcoating anything. I grew up in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, you got to be gritty. You got to be real. And so I just try not to sugarcoat things and really flesh things out about what it means to live a life as a young Catholic woman, like in the everyday, in every facet of my life. Okay.
0: So So with that... I know mm-hmm. you've taken like all of that juiciness right there. And then you've kind of like poured your heart into this new book, I Choose this Sky. And I have to admit, I have seen, I love this. Number one, I just, I love everything about it. Love the book itself. And then just the cover of it. Everything's just gorgeous and beautiful about it. But I have seen this book in so many universities and like the girls' bags and and like purses. I've seen this, this little beautiful book and I'm so excited that they have it and that they're using it. But this, I Choose this Sky which is a scriptural devotion for women. And once again, you can find all this on Emily's website, mwilsonmusic.com. But can you talk to me about like, what's inside that? And what can people expect to read inside there? And where can they take that to help them live that life of faith that you do and you talk about on your vlogs? Good question.
1: So when I was growing up and like throughout high school and college, you know, we hear about all the guys in the Bible, Noah and Abraham and Job, and the list goes on and on. But I was like, where are the women? Right. Like I'm telling women all the time like they have a place in the heart of God and they have a place in the church, et cetera, and so on and so forth. but like we don't know a lot of stories of faithful women, especially from the Bible. So I was like, you know what, what if I brought these stories to life? This was all Holy Spirit inspired, and so I just started reading their stories, and I started you know praying about how does this woman like how does Esther's story like relate to my life as a young woman? So I talked about women who lived out virtues that we as women can live hospitality and bravery and things like that. And then I also talked a lot about women who got to meet Jesus in person. Now, I don't know Mm. if you feel the same way. Like, can you imagine, like just standing in front of Jesus and like seeing what he actually looked like and like, you know, what his hair looked like and what his eyes looked like. I love imagining that. And then I took those stories of these women who Jesus like looked at and like had this experience with like the hemorrhaging woman, the sinful woman, Mary and Martha And women like that and brought their encounter with Jesus Christ as a person to life and kind of invited women to stand in the place of that woman, like the woman at the well, like stand in her place and let the Lord look at you in the same way that he looked at the woman at the well and like see what happens in your heart when you imagine Jesus inviting you as gently and lovingly as he did with the woman at the well to just fill up on him rather than all the things that you're trying to use to satisfy your desires, like to look at him and fill up with him. So
0: mm, I love that. And of course, women at the well that she's like one of my favorite all time yes. people and anybody who listens to my podcast or goes to my talks knows that I'm always bringing her up. And I mean, oh my gosh, I, gosh. I actually just found this out, Emily, I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but the church actually gave her a name because, I didn't know that. Yes. And so, because as you know, there's no name in the Bible right. for the woman at the well, right? And John, but the church calls her Saint Fotina. I had no idea. Yeah. And so, Fotina means light because she became this light to her village. She went back to her village and she told them, you know, about this man who is the savior who told her everything about her. And they came to know and had this conversion, you know, and as you know, Jesus yes. stayed with the village for two days. And so, Yes. So she became this light. She became an evangelist immediately from her conversion. Christ was spoke to her heart and then she took that and then she became a light and spoke to other people so that they could meet the Savior. And so, yeah, so the church has given her a name. The Eastern Rite of the church is are the ones that are responsible for it. And they gave her the name of St. Fotina.
1: I love that. Someone's better pick that up as a baby name. They'll be like way ahead of the game. They should. They should. <laughs> there you go, Emily.
0: I'll, I'll let you have first bet. I just had a baby, so I'm gonna take it.
1: Right? Break. <laughs> yes. You have Sweet Violet, which I absolutely love. What a great name. Oh, but geez. Anyway, yes. So, you know, just showing women that we have a place, that women were so important to Jesus. Like, that's what I Choose the Sky is all about. And women have been loving that. And for that, I am so grateful. It's completely unexpected and completely beautiful. Which you know are the things of the Lord, the Lord who asks you to do things and, you know, they just go far bigger and further than you ever imagine only by his hands.
0: Absolutely, by God's grace and all for his glory, of course, which is really something I wanted to talk to you about too. I mean, I think if you don't know Emily Wilson, if you haven't been able to experience one of her presentations, her talks, or been to a conference where she's been were you seeing too? You're kind of like the triple threat of everything, um, which is awesome. You know, you, number one, you you should definitely go to her website and you'll get a taste of her and you'll, your life really won't ever be the same. You present the truth of the Lord and the love of the Lord in such a compassionate, kind, and compelling way. I've always been inspired whenever we work together and just learning from you and listening and how the Lord is working in your life and how that, like, how did that come to be? Because people can like, I don't want people to see you as one dimensional where you're just on the stage and you're just here and and your presence that you put on social media, but like what's behind that? Like why, like why, why why do you want to do this? Like why do you have a heart for women's ministry the way that you do?
1: Yes. Great question. So I was raised Catholic and you know, practice throughout my whole entire life. But when I went to college, I, my faith was tested in a really, really extreme way through a lot of persecution and a lot of struggle and a lot of people just, you know, making fun, calling names, like deep persecution. So during that time, I really had to cling to the Lord and like, you know, it's, God's not a feeling. We, that that's a, a truth that will never change, but within those times of feeling lost and broken and empty, you know, and confused in college about, you know, God calling me to something that was so difficult. I really had to learn to cling to him and trust him during that. And so that really, really shaped my faith. And while I was going through that, I was also watching the people around me at Arizona State. Arizona State is a massive university. There was about 65,000 people there when I was attending. And I saw so many women searching for love in, I mean, you know, in things, in men, in the grand scope of everything, I just watched firsthand women just wanting to be loved. And within that time, as I was getting ready to graduate, I read John Paul II's on the dignity and vocation of women, Mm. which every woman ever should read. It is not his letter to women. It is a completely different thing. So I read this encyclical and it changed my life forever. And I remember I saw our dear friend, Ike Ndolo that night. Yeah. Uh, so I was in Ike. Phoenix and I said, yeah, good old Ike. And I, he was the first person I told, I said, Ike, I read this thing and something has sh- like monumental shift in my heart. And I know that my life is never going to be the same. Wow. And he was like, <laughs> kind of like, okay. And I was like, I, I see so. Ike saying that? Yeah, right. <laughs> just a little, a little confused, a little like, okay. And so I just went forward and the Lord opened the door for me to start doing women's ministry. You know, of course, this is a very abridged version, but I worked at a high school with young women and saw that deeper hunger. And I was able to offer them, you know, the truth about the heart of the father, but also so much that I had learned through that encyclical on, you know, what women mean to the world, our maternal virtues, you know, our desire to nurture the world. And this love that we can offer that is so unique to our femininity, teaching women about that just like brings me to life because you see this light bulb that goes off in, in their eyes, like their eyes light up with, you know, this understanding of the heart of the Father and the femininity that they're supposed to be offering the world. And so that, I mean, it really comes from those two difficult places in college of feeling lost and broken and confused, but also seeing women just searching for love in all the wrong places. And the Lord, Planted seeds all along the way to bring me to where I am today, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I mean, it's just awesome how the Lord works in our lives if we just allow Him to do His job. Absolutely. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. It's we we try to plan, especially we as women, we love planning. You know, we like we have our timeline. By the time I'm 27, I want this, 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 and this. Lord making a list like he's Santa. But when we just release all those things to him, oh my gosh, just the peace and the trust that can be found in that is quite overwhelming and quite spectacular.
0: Yeah, it is. No, absolutely. It is. It's awesome that that's happened. And I'm so thankful that you have listened to the Lord and you continue to listen to the Lord to inspire other people and inspire all of us to live lives of greatness, to live lives worthy of our dignity and that's what's so great about I Choose the Sky too, is that it's, it gives, especially women, that place where you can come to know that like, listen, you're not an afterthought, you know? Yes. And, and so often I think we might feel that way. Maybe we don't believe it, but we mm-hmm. feel like an afterthought sometimes when it comes to maybe finding our place in scripture or the Bible, you know? Yep. But we're not. I mean, God was very intentional when he made. The woman, as much as he was with the man, obviously. I'm not saying yes. one's better. Of course not. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> but what I love is in I. So I was at the Sistine Chapel just a few, I guess, last year for Mother Teresa's canonization. And in the Sistine Chapel, you know, there's Michelangelo's like you know creation up above, and yes. in the actual creation piece, right, where like you know there's God and he's touching Adam's finger, Adam's reaching out to the whole like bringing him to life, which michelangelo is depicting adam's bodies obviously already formed but what he's putting into him is his soul like the full mm-hmm. life that's breathing him into so it's a it's very interesting and, and beautiful when you look at that and you look at how you know just go back to genesis but what i love about this photo or not excuse me what i love about the painting not a photo i'm such a Look at that! It's so 2017. <laughs> I really love about that photo in the That's Sistine right. Chapel. My would be
1: horrified. I know, <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> You're like, for Okay, what I love about Michelangelo's painting is in that you have underneath the arm of God, you have Eve. Yes, she's right there, and so many people. Like, I feel like they just gloss over it or forget it or don't know that that woman underneath the arm of God is Eve. And I love that. It's like, hey, listen, just for the record, this like women, woman was not an afterthought. Like, well, I guess man needs a friend. So I wasn't planning (laughs) on it, but I guess I'll give him a buddy, you know? Right. Not the way at all. I mean, Eve was in the thought of God from the beginning. Woman was in the thought of God from the beginning. And I love the fact that of course in the painting you have Eve clutching and holding onto the arm of God. And as you have said in many times, in many different ways in your talks, but if we don't have that relationship with God first, man is not going to be able to fill it for us. Ain't
1: that the truth? And that's what Jesus, like he said about the woman at the well, he taught that to her that the love of a man will never satisfy. Like unless you are, you know, clinging to the Lord, you will never be satisfied.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And and
1: that painting really, really shows that by the way that Eve is
0: hanging on to the Lord where she's finding true fulfillment and satisfaction. Yep, amen. And that's just, yeah, like you said, sometimes we just need to know our worth. And I think, you know, even looking at art helps us do that. And in fact, one of your tweets that you just put out there on the beautiful Twitter world uh, (laughs) is, and I loved it. I retweeted it earlier today. It says, women, it's not a great husband or having babies or the perfect pretty house that will satisfy our heart's deepest desires, it is Jesus. Yes. It is Jesus. Amen. I mean, amen Mm -hmm. to that, because it is, right? It's completely Christ. We can't put, and you've been married now for a little over a year, and I know that you understand this, but, and any married person would. If you put all of your hopes and dreams on the shoulders of your husband, good luck, because he's going to fail you. Amen.
1: Oh, absolutely. The Lord is the one who does not fail. And I feel like in our in our very relationship-centered culture, in our very, you know, like our world says, like like a a relationship with a man is everything. And if you don't have that, you are not important. You are not beautiful. You're not all those things. But the world is completely missing the point and not sharing the point with women that it isn't a boyfriend or husband is not the end all and be all of our lives. Mm -hmm. That there's so much more to life than that relationship. And I think women are just being, duped into believing that it is the end-all and be-all. So in turn, women who don't have that, there's this seed of bitterness that I think the enemy is starting to plant in women's hearts. women like women feeling bitterness, looking at the blessings that other women might have, which I think is also a very dangerous road. So recognizing that those things don't fill our desires and that we need to look at the blessings that God gives us in our own lives in order to find our fulfillment in Him and, you know, give all the glory back to Him. Amen. God, it's awesome.
0: So you have this great vlog that people actually, and if you go to YouTube and you can just search Emily Wilson, you can yes. check out your vlog. And you've got, I mean, you have tons of stuff there. I mean, yes. just crazy amounts. It's you are just a workhorse. It's amazing to me. And then you've also got your website and you got mm-hmm. your book, I Choose This sky. And then you're a musician. Yes, My gosh, Emily. I just
1: tried. It's all gifts from the Lord. It's like, you know, the Lord gives us gifts. And I said, Lord, here's my gifts. I'm giving them back to you. Use them however you want. None of this has anything to do with me.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay, so do you have anything new that you're working on music-wise that you can share? I'm always trying to work on music because music is where, where
1: I find the most freedom in my relationship with the Lord is through worship and things like that. So I'm always working on music. There's a little piano in our home parish that I go and play during the day. My church at home is pretty cool. We have a whole glass wall that overlooks the Pacific Ocean. So you can mm-hmm. sit with Jesus and watch the sailboats go by, which is one of my favorite things in the world. So I go there during the afternoons when I'm not on the road and i am been writing some music on the pianos there. But the cost of, of recording music is always a hindrance to making great music. So I'm just trying to figure out how I can record great music, represent for women very well, and go forward with that. So I'm excited about some things that are coming up in recording music, but it's always slow going. It's much, I've found that it's much easier to write a book. It's not easy to write a book, but it's easier to write a book than make uh, music is what I found in my own life. That's not true for everyone but that's what I found in my own life. So Mm. just giving it over to the Lord and asking for those inspirations because great, great music and great worship music doesn't come from our own words and our own hearts. It comes, you know, it's always divinely inspired from God. I think God really has his hand in great worship music. So always like being in tune with the heart of the father as I write music is very, very important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess that would make sense. I mean, I am not musically inclined at all as you, (laughs) as you know, and I mean, you don't like, even when I'm on stage doing like women's talks with you in Steubenville throughout the summer, they should really like just, they like turn off my mic during the time (laughs) when we sing because it
1: like, Hey, make a joyful noise to the Lord. It
0: says in the Bible, you know, (laughs) Emily, no, (laughs) no, it's so bad. It's, I mean, listen to how I talk. I mean, singing is even like a thousand times worse. It is not a gift. I remember, singing in church and realizing at some point that this was how I was going to get Ricky to heaven. Oh my gosh. Because he was going to have to sit next to me and listen to me sing every day in church. And he's going to be like, oh my gosh, that's the worst noise I've ever heard out of a human. And that type of offering it up would, I think he, listen, it's going to get him to heaven. I'm sure of it.
1: I wouldn't put it past him, but that's a good way to look at it.
0: Well, that's the only way I got, Emily. So I got to do something with it. So Okay, fair enough. That's how we're going to do it. So you've been singing, you got some things in the works, hopefully coming out Mm -hmm. soon again. Yes,
1: slowly but surely. Leaving it all up to Jesus. Love it. You know what? I want women to see, you know, I feel like a lot of, you know, worship leaders in the Catholic and Christian worlds are men. And I'm just, you know, I want to, there's some great, great, great girls making music out in the Christian world who are very powerful and strong women writing fabulous music. So you also, you know, I feel not pressure, but I want to write great music for women as well, because there are so many men making music. I'm like, Hey, we got to represent for the girls, you know?
0: I hey, hate, listen, I am your cheerleader on that one. You know, that. love that. You yes. know it. Absolutely. So let me see. Is there anything you want to sing for us? Oh, my gosh. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I know I didn't. Question. even. I didn't you prep put you. me way on the spot there. I know. But you, you sing so beautifully, like just like something, anything. I don't know. It could be like twinkle, twinkle, you know, whatever. Uh, okay, let's see. I've been praying with How Great Thou Art. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. Can you sing like just a few? A like, couple lines. Things of it? Yeah. Yep.
1: Then sings my song. My Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou
0: art.
1: There you go. That's for you, Leah.
0: I have goosebumps. I, I honest to God, I have goosebumps. I just love it. You are such a blessing to the church and blessing to all women. Seriously, Emily, it's so good.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: That's right. Praise Praise the Lord. Lord. Praise the Lord for the gifts and and he put in you and praise the Lord for you though. Like, and I think that's an important thing. I want to say this to you because I personally believe it and I know it. that, you know, it's true, but I'm thankful for you, not just because of what you do for others, but you like, Emily, you are, you are good. You are strong. You are brave. I love you as my sister. And I think that that's important for any woman to know, right? That, that we are good regardless of gifts or talents, but that we are good. Absolutely. Like who we are is good enough.
1: Absolutely. And as you have said, and you know, great quote by Edith Stein, the world doesn't need what women have. It needs what women are like who, We are as dazzling, spectacular, loving, selfless, beautiful people like the world needs all of that. And the more we, you know, the more we love the Lord, the more all of those qualities and attributes come out. And, you know, the more we just change the world and make the world a more beautiful place. Amen. And I want to, you know, from you, as you share it, I thank you for you. You show so many women what it means to be dazzling and hip and modern and selfless. And nurturing all at the same time. Like your witness. So many women believe, you know, that you become a mother and you can't share your voice with the world. But I think that you show young women, all women, that, you know, you can become you can be a loving, wonderful, selfless, dazzling mother and share your voice and your thoughts and your beauty with the world all at the
0: same time. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And I'm happy to do that. And I think, you know, I want to I want more women to join in with me in that whole thing, as you do too. Like we have this heart for women's ministry and that's, you know, I guess getting to the point here, that's the beautiful thing that Mm. I love that you are doing. I love to be able to join you as a sister in Christ and be like, yes, let's do this for the Lord. Let's do something beautiful for the Lord. So what can we do? This is what we can do. We can love ourselves. We can love our husbands. We can love our children. And then through that, we will love the world through the love of Christ that he has given us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like it starts with that foundation of loving ourselves of recognizing, you know, that we are crafted by the hand of a loving father who makes no mistakes. Once we learn to love who we are and who we who God created us to be, then we can pour out love into the world. It is very, very difficult if we don't love ourselves to love other people as well as God is calling us to.
0: Mm, and I have heard that seems to be a central message in like every single talk that you give. I have heard you talk mm-hmm. just just dozens and dozens of times. And I, I, it seems to me like that's like an awesome point that you always make to every crowd.
1: Yeah, you can't. There's no way to pour out the love that God is calling you to in the world if you hate yourself. It's just not possible. You know, it's possible to give a little and maybe, you know, fake it till you make it, but it's not like you, unless you love the person, the woman that God created you to be, not in an egotistical way, not in a self love kind of way, but thinking like, I am made by the hand of the the God who made the oceans and the heavens and the stars. When we live with that kind of true and authentic and humble confidence, we are able to serve and love the world in a way that God is asking us to. I firmly and strongly believe that. And that's why you hear me say it probably all the time. I love it.
0: I love And we can't hear it enough. I mean, we absolutely cannot. And I love going back to that one statement that you just said, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Oh, that was, oh man, that just throws me back years ago. I remember hearing that from Tyra Banks when I was on America's Next Top Model. I'm, I'm sure. I remember hearing that from her as we were getting ready to walk down this runway for this part of the show. And she was just saying, you know, ladies, you need confidence. And she was going on and on. And she said those words. And I remember her saying, you know, fake it till you make it. And it stuck with me. Of course, it sounded inspiring then like, okay, I'm just going to figure it out. But I've realized later, praise be to God, that if you're faking it in life, you're never going to make it.
1: Correcto.
0: You're not. You're not. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, Imitation and then fill in the blank, whatever it is. Imitation, love, imitation, success, imitation, beauty, imitation, identity, whatever it might be. But imitation will never somehow warp itself and turn into the authentic. Yep. It's either you have to drop the imitation and then accept the higher calling of authentic love, beauty, whatever it is, identity. And that is something that I love of what you always charge and challenge everybody that you're in front of to do. And I mean, gosh, Emily, that is just something beautiful that that truly that you're doing for the world to make it better. I mean, and I'm so happy. Oh, praise be to God. I'm so happy that Agnes and Violet, my two little baby girls, they have an Emily Wilson that they can look up to. And they, they've got this awesome woman who's talking to them about beauty and, and confidence and identity. And uh, anyways, it's just, it's such, it's so refreshing. I love the fact that you have this as a central point of your ministry and that God's given you such a great voice to voice those truths.
1: Hallelujah. I totally agree. I think that, you know, the more authentic, you know, so many women call you and I role models. And that is a very humbling thing. And, you know, when we're authentic about God's love in our lives and and what it means to be a Catholic woman, like authenticity and openness, cultivate authenticity and openness in the women that we're speaking to. And so that is my only hope that, you know, as we address young women and meet young women, you know, in every conversation that we have on the road. That my authenticity and openness and encouragement can inspire other young women in their own hearts and then, you know, have that golden thread that they pass that authenticity and openness and encouragement onto the next woman that they meet and so on and so forth after
0: that. Amen. Uh, that is so beautiful. Okay. So a couple of few last things I want to I okay. a- ask you. And I sometimes ask this to people, not everybody, but just some people, and you're going to be one of the special people I ask. Okay. okay. All right. You know the movie, Lord of the Rings? I've seen one of them.
1: Oh my god, Emily, what's wrong with you? I know. I'm not. I, I like don't
0: watch a lot of movies, which is terrible. It's but kind true. of odd considering your background. Okay. I know,
1: right? It's uh, yeah. I seen one Lord of the Rings. Sorry, oh. but
0: I know what it's about. Golly, okay, like, fine, no. fine. You're just not as much of as a nerd as I am. I am, and I am. <laughs> I am definitely a nerd. So Lord of the Rings and like The Hobbit and Star Wars, things of that nature, superhero movies. I'm like mega fan. Like I would go to those Comic-Con things.
1: Would you really? And like totally fangirl and like nerd out? I love that about you. I I think that's an amazing facet of who you are.
0: Yeah, it's true. I actually just did. I actually just went to one and then I was fangirling over a a stormtrooper that I got a picture with. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I feel a little embarrassed admitting this at this moment because now I realize I really am a big nerd. And I'm actually sometimes more of a nerd than I even think because... When I took the picture with the stormtrooper, I <laughs> was giddy, like legitimately giddy. The last time I felt that way is when I met Jim Gaffigan. And oh my goodness. I ended up like trying to play it all cool, like when I was gonna meet Jim, and I didn't. I ended up literally, and I'm not joking, I ended up like screaming in his face. Oh goodness. Yeah, he took a couple steps back and then he looked at Ricky, my husband. He's like, Is she okay? And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I was I was implanting in my head when I met Jim Gaffigan that I was gonna say, Hi, how are you? Just something casual and easy right. and then I was thinking he was gonna say, I'm good, how are you? And then I was thinking about what I was gonna say back and I was gonna say, Oh, I'm super great. And then when we went up to him and he put his hand out to shake my hand and to be introduced to me, I just scream at him and I just oh said, goodness. I'm great oh. Just screaming like literally <laughs> screaming into his face. And Ricky's I'm great. like just shaking his head. Ricky's like I can not I d I can't <laughs> I can't apologize for her anymore. Like, she's on her own. You know, she's an adult. Like, she has to own her weirdness, you know? And I don't blame Ricky because it was so weird. Once again, Jim, I'm really sorry. And we're gonna make hey, it better next time.
1: It's good. We all gotta own our weirdness. That's we true. We all got to. That's all that's authenticity. Owning our weirdness. Saying it is. I'm weird, you're weird. It's all good.
0: It is. So I own my weird weirdness. So I was super like you know, freaking out over that interaction. And then the next one where I had that same level of freak out was with my picture with the stormtrooper in Star Wars. And I'm um, I mean, like, this guy has a mask on. Like, he's probably like, he's probably like 14 years old, man, inside there. You know, he's got like the whole voice thing and everything else. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And it was just totally fangirling. And what was really bad is it was in the middle of a Catholic conference. And so I left the Catholic conference that I was speaking at so I could go to the I was gonna say, why is there a stormtrooper at a Catholic conference? But hey, you
1: know, you never know what you're gonna see at Catholic conferences, but now I understand that you it was like two separate things.
0: It was two separate things going on, and then I I gave my talk and then I kind of rushed out of it early (laughs) so that I could go take a picture of stormtrooper. Okay. I am definitely not going to be asked to speak at that conference again because they know who I am and they know exactly what happened because there was people who were helping me with my baby and everything and I was like yes could you hold my luggage so I can go take a picture with the stormtrooper
1: and Violet can't even talk and she's like mom come on
0: she had the picture with me I had to do it it's gonna (laughs) go in her baby book Emily I mean like I love that it's a huge moment in, in our family's life you know I mean hey start them early that's right let me tell you something Violet met the pope OK, the Pope held her, kissed her, and she also met a stormtrooper. I don't know which one I'm more excited about sometimes.
1: that That is wonderful. You can put them both next to each other in her baby book.
0: I think they should. It should just go <laughs> hand in hand, you know, like, listen, this is the light side and the dark side. Yeah, exactly. That's go. great. That's perfect. OK, well, I guess getting back to my original question, okay. which everything spun out of control because it's my own fault. But, you know, what? who cares? Because this is my podcast. so I can do whatever I want. You can um, do whatever you want. That's the beauty of it. So the question is to you on the movie Lord of the Rings, which you've only seen a portion of one of them. That's yes. fine. What character would you be and why?
1: Oh my gosh, that I just I honestly wish I had an answer. I know that Elijah Wood is in the movie. Oh my gosh, Emily, Emily he's, a good guy. <laughs> he's the good guy. I see that my knowledge ends. I know about a ring. And I know that they're trying to get in the fire. And this is really embarrassing because that's about all I know. And they're I know I get in, in the, the fire morning.
0: of Mordor. Oh, OK. Tell me more about what you remember. That's all I know. OK, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie of all time is a
1: movie called Newsies. Mm. Christian Bale was in it when he was 17 years old. Yeah. And it's Disney musical. And some of your listeners might know what Newsies is.
0: Yeah, I do remember it. I don't I don't remember much, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yes.
1: So I apologize for my lack of knowledge of The Lord of the Rings. I have nerdiness, but it doesn't involve movie nerdiness.
0: No, you're right. It doesn't. I'm if sorry. Not, that's okay. That's okay. You just failed me, but that's all right. It's I'm no sorry. big deal. No I'll big try deal. to make it up somehow. Somehow. Just write me a song. I'll
1: write you a song or like at a conference this summer, I'll bring you a pizza. Ah. <gasps> <sighs> <sighs> Or, donut, or a donut. Okay, a donut, gourmet donut. Mm. Or
0: pizza that the crust is a donut. Ooh, I like the way you think. Yeah, I'm all about like food cart inventions. That's not a bad idea.
1: I mean, people do some crazy things these days and food trucks are big. You could open the Leodaro food truck, the do something beautiful food truck. <laughs>
0: we, we make everything with donut bread. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> Listen, donuts do make the world just, just so much better.
1: They absolutely do. Absolutely do. Jackie Angel and I were talking about that the other day. She said God's love language for
0: her is donuts. And I was like, that's a pretty awesome thing. I tell you something. God loves that woman, Jackie Angel, in (laughs) a very special way. He does. I'm not kidding you. And I tell Jackie this all the time. And she's always just, she blows it off because she's so humble. And I'm like, Jackie, God, I think God loves you just a tiny bit more than some people in this world. Yes, he does
1: love her. And she said in the last couple of weeks, he's just been loving her with donuts, donuts everywhere she goes. And I'm like, hey, I want that kind of love from the Lord. Right. Where's my donut, God? Where's my right. donut? Not yeah. that I should be bitter at the blessings that other women are receiving ever,
0: but sometimes right. I'm like, Lord, I mean, come on, send one or two my way. I would love one, just one. I know. Yes. And God's looking at me like, are you serious? <laughs> really, Leah? I'm not going to give you a donut. Right, look kids. at all you, you so have. Softer. Yeah, I've got <laughs> blessings of children. And frankly, God's like, listen, if I give you a donut, it's going to end up all over that shirt that, you know, it's going to be a huge mess. And that's it's going to be like, God knows me better than I know myself. Right. You all know right. So, than we know so one last thing. What did yes. you... Okay. I was reading one of your last blogs on your website. Again, mm-hmm. that's mwilsonmusic.com. And on there, you wrote... The last blog was about this symphony of shame. Mm. So good. And and I, it just takes a whole new interview. I need to talk to you about that one because it, it's powerful. That last Praise one the Lord. that you that you wrote is like, whoa, like you need to do not read that when you don't have time. Yeah. And so, I mean, like you you want to sit down and read this when you want to give yourself time to think through some things, because I promise you, ladies, number one, I know you need it because we all have secrets, and we all have things that we need to give to let go and give to the Lord. So I guess from that vein, like, what's a last comment that you could give, I guess, to women who who are holding on maybe to something that they need to let go of? And I guess I kind of like want to use this as a teaser so that people can go and visit your site and really read this post because it's super powerful. And it kind of just gets at the heart of a lot of issues, I think, that we as women have, or we end up holding on to things that hurt us that kind of keep us in a place of competition with other women and so so forth so so what could you tell women as a last comment to help them out of that
1: my last comment to women would be that like we are not created to live in good friday like we were created to live as people who believe in the resurrection and how the resurrection liberated us as women to be the women that he created us to be but not to live in sin and shame like when we live in sin and shame and allow our secrets to just hold us down in this life of darkness and loneliness and confusion like we're just not we're cheapening the cross we're we're saying that like God died for all these things but that we don't believe in the resurrection because the resurrection was a thing where God said like I'm victorious and if you give all of this sin and all of this shame over to me like I already took it on good friday And if you believe on that Easter Sunday, like if you live as a woman of the resurrection, like you will live in the light and you will be a woman of light, which is what I created you to be. Amen. Amen. God, that's good.
0: You're good. You're good. We're women of
1: the resurrection. And a lot of times we don't act like it by holding on to all of our shame and all of the secrets and all the things we are and always will be women of the resurrection. And there's nothing that's ever
0: going to change that. Mm. Mm, Women of the Resurrection. I love that. That's like, that should be a name of a conference you start. Mm, Love that. You should. You should do it. Now you got me thinking. It's all the Holy Spirit. There you go. All right. Well, listen, Emily, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for talking to us, giving us all your pearls of wisdom and your love. Thanks for being you and for sharing the gifts that God has given you with us and with the world so that we all can be inspired to do something beautiful for God.
1: Praise the Lord. All glory to God. All glory to God. That's Thank right. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. Are you kidding me? This is this is fun. This is a lot of fun. All right. Love so it. listen, if you want to find out more, which you should, about Emily, um, where she's going to be speaking next and all of her great stuff, she's got a store on there too with an awesome female martyr's tea. I'm actually on her website right now, getting ready to buy it right now. It's awesome. You can go to mwilsonmusic.com. Check out everything that Emily's got in store for you. She's got a blog. She's got a vlog. She's got a store. She's got a book. She's a triple threat. You should go check her out. Once again, that's mwilsonmusic.com. Emily, you are fabulous and wonderful and strong and brave. Thank you. You are all of those things too. Thank you for being a dazzling light in my life. Absolutely. Hey, same goes for you. And I will talk to you the next time on the Do Something Beautiful podcast.